Hey traders, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. If you guys are brand new, I'm a Forex trader, trading coach, and one of the co-founders over at tier1trading.com. Today, I wanna to share with you a little bit of a special episode. It's actually an interview I did with my buddy Michael from over at Mara Wealth. And me and Michael have done interviews in the past, and each time they get even better. Not only do we talk about some of the foundational elements that all traders need to know in order to be successful, but how trading and kind of the lessons that we've learned relate to life as well. I apologize for some of the sound in the background, but I'm having the lawn done right now. So if you hear that humming, don't mind. But anyway, it's going to be a longer episode. So you may want to uh, invest some time or plan to listen to it while you're doing something else. And if you want to see the visual version of it, I mean, if you want to see this ugly mug in your face for about an hour, you can always head to my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash Akil Stokes. And I'll put the actual video version of the interview that we did there as well. So be sure to follow Michael on uh, Twitter on social media, Michael Lamoth, um, that's L-A-M-O-T-H-E, and of course, visit his YouTube channel, Mara Wealth, M-A-R-A Wealth. My duty is, is out here to help people succeed in life. I know a lot of traders out there think that trading is a get-rich-quick scheme, but once you're successful, those who treat it like a business, we are risk managers. Our main goal is don't lose money. Welcome everybody to yet another edition of the Traders Mind Chat Show, where we talk to professional traders from around the world. Uh, spread the love. I am connected. I love it, man. That what a great T-shirt. What a great T-shirt. I've got to get one of, one of those. Um, but man, what we've got a Keel Stokes, um, big uh, big friend of the show, uh, like one of, one of the best trading coaches uh, that I've had the pleasure of working with too. Like I, I've seen uh, everything that they've got to offer over at tier one. When I, when I started to say, you know what, like I want to expand my trading repertoire. Let me get into Forex a little bit. Uh, Akil and Jason were kind enough to invite me in. Let me uh, look around and yeah, like the training and it, it goes so deep and, and not just the, the training part, but I feel like it's obvious, like how much these guys care about uh, their craft, about individuals, about traders, and uh, like uh, you just feel it, and that that's why I love having Akil on the show, and uh, why I just love working uh, with uh, with these guys, man. Th thank you for coming back on. Love to my, get your insights on a lot. My, of things. my pleasure, man. Always, always a great time talking with you, as you know, even our our conversations before we got started. So one of the one of the people you can have honest conversations about and get a good perspective um, and a massive amount of trading knowledge uh, yourself as well. So I always learn something, which which makes me excited about coming on and, and doing these things with you. Awesome, man. So let's get into it. Like well, we're it's like we're we're all dealing with this new life of trading now. And oh, well, we even got some questions coming in uh, already. So. Uh, so I want to uh, say too, like uh, guys, if you just a little bit of housekeeping, if you scroll your mouse around, there's a little Q and A button down at the bottom. If you click that, it'll be a lot easier to manage the the questions. If you guys want to chat too, uh, like use the chat box for for that. And uh, well, what's that? Oh no, I'm just yeah, I'm just sharing the hearts, man. We need hope at this time, so let's keep. But we do the love spread. See yours on yours too. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, 
got a lot of compliments on this one. <laughs> I like it, man. But, well trade. But yeah, man, like it's so how how are some of the ways that, that you've adapted to the to this world with your your trading and uh, like has your trading changed it in any way? Like uh, now that we're we're in this quarantine zone, like there's different things happening in the world, the uh, different household dynamic. Uh, uh, yes and no. Um, I, I think I'm, I don't know if I want to call it fortunate, but our, our household dynamic hasn't really changed too much. I know talking to a lot of people, um, that's big for a lot of people. The fact that, you know, they are working from home, their kids are at home, the madness which ensues. I've been dealing with that for a while. I've got a one-year-old and a five-year-old running around. Neither are in school full-time. The um, five-year-old used to go to preschool twice a week. But I've come accustomed to the the random interruptions, the daddy play with me, the the work at home type of lifestyle. So um, right. obviously I miss my my two days of freedom. Um, <laughs> but I think I'm more adjusted than most people. And and you know don't take that lightly. That's that's big. I I I, I always talk about the differences between working at home and working in office. I there are pros and cons to each. Don't get, I love working at home. I also hate working at home at the same time. So it, it, mm. it does play a, a major role in your productivity. Um, as far as the market goes, the, the Forex market is a little bit different than the stock market, obviously. So we're not dealing with the same type of crashes. It's really a, a shift in money. Uh, whenever that happens, mm. whenever something global happens, the dollar is always going to be the safe haven pair. And people are thinking, well, things are horrible here in the U.S. as well. Why is a dollar the safe haven pair? because we are the best of the worst, I like to say. Um, <laughs> when, every, when everything is bad, you bet on what you think will be least bad. And we have the luxury of being able to cheat and print money at will, which is like a little cheat code if this were a video game. <laughs> but what we've seen in the markets is really kind of a stop and go traffic. So it, it's, we've seen some sporadic movement, but mostly it's indecision, it's consolidation. So there's this, there's this fear in the market that fear of the unknown and, and it's no surprise so instead of seeing a nice even directional flow for the most part um, we're seeing kind of choppy back and forth nobody really wants to commit type of trading and what that's done is it's opened up a very specific trading strategy that i can trade and, and what i've been preaching to my traders is this this is why it's this is why it's important to be a well-rounded trader now, I, I do think you could be successful at trading having one strategy but if you're well-rounded at trading, if you have different ways to approach and attack the market, you're able to adapt, you're able to adjust, and you can take advantage of the different market conditions. It's just like a, mm. the difference between a, a, a good coach and a, and, a, and a great coach as far as you know, like professional sports goes, where a good coach may be able to come up with a great game plan for a game, but if things don't go his way, how can he adjust? The great coach, on the other hand, comes in with a game plan, but they're able to make those small adjustments throughout the game um, that end up giving you the result that they want. Uh, so we've been really focusing on that with a lot of our traders. In general, from a risk perspective, I said there are three things you can do in these uncertain times. You know, I wouldn't fault anyone that says, I'm just going to stop trading. Um, I did something very similar with pound pairs during the Brexit situation where there was so much uncertainty that it's just not worth putting your money at risk and, and understand that. I know a lot of traders out there think that trading is a get rich quick scheme, but right, right. once you're successful, those who treat it like a business and, and you notice know for sure, we are risk managers. Our, our, our main goal is don't lose money, right? It's okay right. if we don't do anything, the money doesn't go away. We can always, you know, use our skill to make more later, but we don't want to recklessly spend it. So I've been telling traders that if, if you feel like you're in a panic, you're uncertain, you're, you're psychologically not in a good place, 
don't trade. Take this time to do something else. Work on the strategy. Refine your your current trading strategy. Go back to the books and and, and learn some more. You know, uh, pick up a hobby. Spend some time with the kids. Do whatever you want. Um, take some time to do that. Lastly, you can or next you can trade with less exposure. Um, so maybe uh, chop down your risk. Right. Take your risk in half so you still have exposure to the market, but you're not being as risky, so a little bit more risk averse. Um, or you can do that, but also focus on your best setups. I think as traders, we should all have, I think uh, Mike Bellafiore said this in his book, One Good Trade, we should have our best setups. We should have our go-to trading setups. Um, and maybe it's time to kind of put the, the okay setups to the side, the ones that may or may not work, and really focus on your high probability setups. Um, the frequency is going to be less, but you put yourself in a more confident position in the market. So that's how we've been handling things, uh, aside from just dealing with the day-to-day -day business of just making sure people are safe, making sure people's spirits are high and, and, and whatnot. Real interesting. Uh, the, there's a bunch of stuff to, that I would like to dig into. The first, <clears throat> so uh, like well, with uh, the type of trader, well, uh, like the, the trading, uh, so the individual that, let's say you've got a, a trader that is a day trader, scalper, relying on this for generating income, they could take a couple of days off. Like we could all take a couple of days off, but what if this extends to where uh, like, I don't, I'm not thrilled with this environment, but this is the environment that, that I got. Like how is that guy or, or gal adapting or, or well, what kind of advice do you have for them? Well, again, hopefully, hopefully they're in a position where they're a well-rounded trader, where they can take advantage of the opportunities. Um, from what I've seen in the market the last couple of weeks is it's, it's for the most part, complete garbage on the higher timeframes. I'm mainly a swing trader, so operating on the, the daily and the four hour. I do, mm -hmm. I have a live trading room, so we do day trading in there, but my personal preference in trading is kind of, you know, daily, four hour, hourly. Um, we're not really seeing anything all too interesting on those time frames. However, what we're seeing is a massive uptick in volatility. The, the average true ranges of the markets have opened up drastically where there are a handful of opportunities on the lower time frames that are going to be able to make more profit than you did before. I mean, we're, we're looking at, we looked at a 15 minute chart the other day and I confused it for a four hour because of how much profit was available. Um, and it kind of wow. blew my mind that we're, we're back to these times. These were times that I, I lived in and, and traded through when I first started in trading around like, uh, or at least Forex trading, like in the 2008, 2009 era. Um, mm -hmm. But recently the volatility has been sucked dry and, and now um, it's back. So for someone who's a day trader, it's gonna be, there are gonna be opportunities on the market. There, there is intraday movement in the market. Um, you're probably, if you're in a position where you say, hey, I, I just, I, I can't reduce risk or I, I can't stick to my best setups, um, I can't take time off. You may have to be more aggressive. Um, and I would say be more aggressive with your opportunities, um, be more conservative with your target. So instead of trying to catch a big move, try to get in, get out, get a little bit in your pocket and put yourself back in a safe position, whether that's with zero exposure to the market or at least that, that, uh, that stop loss order move to break even. Yeah, it's interesting. Like there's so many different types of, of traders uh, out there with different types of uh objectives too right like mm -hmm. um uh, like if somebody is the uh, just like trading is my only business that's all that i'm going to do like yep. well how about looking at another asset class right like the, yeah if you have like a strategy you could expand your repertoire like 
I was super surprised at how much of like what I know from from stocks uh, was able to be applied to to forex, and then not like yeah, you know, like a lot of the, the very similar things that uh, like that you were teaching it in in your courses, and then and then I got to learn about different types of patterns that I. I didn't hear about. I got. I never used candlesticks before. Mm -hmm. Had to learn all about candlesticks and everything. <laughs> now I kind of like pepper that into uh, how I operate too. And I never used Fibonacci's either. Mm -hmm. Like now that that's something else to help gain another extra uh, confluence. And like oh, like this profit target happens to line up with the one six one eight extension. Very interesting. So. Yeah, you, you can certainly take it across different uh, classes. I, I was talking to a trader, one of the traders I worked with for a while yesterday. He's been investing in oil. Um, so the, the same skills of technical analysis, I, I would say that the ability to read a price chart is the same. I mean, mm -hmm. you, can look at, you can look at a price chart if you cover up the top left or whatever your deal is. Um, it, it doesn't matter what it says on there. It could be an index. It could be, um, it could be a stock chart. It could be a currency. It could be a cryptocurrency. Eh, maybe not cryptocurrency. But um, they're going to mm -hmm. move the same. The, the, the basic the basic rules have not changed since, you know, even before charting was available. Um, now everything doesn't work the same on, on all asset classes on, on even all pairs and specifically in Forex. So that's what you gotta be. That's where it's going to take some work for you as a trader to realize that you can't just be like, Hey, this worked on the Euro dollar. So it's going to work on gold. You, you got to do the work and find out if it actually works. But the general concepts, I mean, markets move up, down, and sideways. They give very specific patterns as far as reversals. And those patterns have held true well before you and me have ever began trading, well before we even had the access to look at charts back when people were using graph paper to kind of mark yeah. highs and lows of the days. This stuff was still present. It's all because it's, it's, it's not the markets. It's not algorithms. It's, it's psychology. It's, it's, it's us, our, our daily actions as traders in the market. And, and, as humans were, were fairly predictable. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. The other day I was just uh, thinking through the, like the tulip craze. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I forget what year it was, but uh, like I, I, you've heard the, right? Like the mm -hmm. whole parabolic move and then uh, like the implosion. And yeah, like uh, we're seeing that same kind of stuff. And then I was flipping through this book. Uh, yeah, like, you ever read this one? Ever hear this one? How to make money? Heard of it, I never read it. Uh, heard of it, I never fantastic read it. book on stocks. Uh, like, if you're ever interested in picking up a book on stocks, uh, like it's super interesting. Uh, like, it he starts by going out to uh, and looking at charts back from 1885. <laughs> Sheesh. And, it, and the first hundred pages of this book are just annotated charts, like going through and like you could see, yeah, going back to 1885, like the patterns are the same. It really, it really is, man. And I, it's it upsets me when people I get every. I'm sure you get all the the junk every once in a while, but. And people are like, oh, this doesn't work anymore, this classic thing. And it's like, it's the same, man. It's the same. You're just not using it the right way. That's the problem. Mm. It's you. It's not the, the pattern, the setup. You're just, you're, you think the setup's the holy grail. Nothing nothing on its own right typically works. You, you need the, the confluence of everything. So, so uh, let, let me ask you this. How do you tease out, well, if, from somebody like that? Uh, so let's say... Uh, there's a trader that comes to you and they're like, yeah, man, like it's, it's outside of me, but like, no, it is you. Like, how do you get that person to see the light? Um, well, I, I, first and foremost, I, I would say this. Um, I don't want to sound harsh. I, I, it's, 
it's not my job to get someone to see the light. I, I, I'm, mm. I'm at the point right now okay. where I'm, I'm not trying to convince anyone to do anything that they don't want to do. Um, because typically if you've convinced yourself that you don't want to do it already, I'm just wasting time and energy that I can use for a trader that wants to see the light um, on you. So I, I'm not trying to convince anyone to do something. I don't need to convince um, anyone to see the light. Now, for someone that wants to see the light, so when we're talking about the difference with someone that has already come in with a fixed mindset of this doesn't work, the market is a scam, it's gambling. I'll typically give one answer. If I see that they're mm -hmm. open to learning, um, then we'll continue. If it's not, I shut them down. A good example, a little bit off topic, we had a, a trader on the platform the other day where um, he's used to uh, a fixed percentage position size where you risk the same amount on every single trade uh, percentage wise. So 1% per trade. And he was going through the course and, and he got to the point where we're talking about how we used a, a smooth ratio money management position sizing strategy. And that doesn't necessarily include a fixed percentage. And he was like, well, who does this? I'm like, well, I do it. And he's like, what? And we've been in, we've been in conversation for the last probably two weeks about it, but it's a conversation where he's not grounded and saying this way doesn't work. He's like, huh, interesting. I still think this is the, my preferred way, but I'd love to learn more. So for people like that, we just, we just educate them on the markets, educate them on uh, the reality of trading. Most people that come to us that way, they've got this false sense of reality. I don't know if it's from, you know, how they, what they were taught about money growing up. Um, nine out of 10 times they saw something on the internet uh, involving a tiger and a car and gold chains. And they have this <laughs> false sense of what can be accomplished. And, and it just really takes the heart, you know, a, a hard dosage of the truth saying, hey, what you heard is wrong. Um, yes, you could achieve those things. That is technically possible. But the honest truth is, you know, 90, 90, 90, 90% of traders will lose 90% of their money in the first 90 days of trading. I don't say that to scare you away, but it is going to take a massive amount of hard work. Um, it's going to take a massive amount of action, and it's going to take deliberate work in the right direction to achieve that goal. And if that's something you're willing to do, we can show you the way. If it's not, you know, maybe you're you need to look for something else aside from trading. Harsh. Ugh, sorry, but it's... Uh, no, no. I, I think that people need to, to hear that, right? Yeah. And yeah, like, well, we're here to, to serve. And yeah. uh, there's a lot of people to serve. And when... Uh, I heard another quote recently that when uh, the student is ready, the, the teacher will appear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they're not ready, then they're not ready. <laughs> yeah, it's again, it's I, I'm I'm very stubborn about my energy. Um, I, <laughs> I, I you mentioned it earlier, I, I invest a lot in education. Sure. I, I'm very passionate about it. I love what I do. I love helping people. Um, I'm fortunate to work with a lot of people, but sometimes that can also be overwhelming. And I'm talking about people that I work with directly on the tier one platform and people that I just talk to on a regular basis on the internet. And it's draining. I could be spending a lot more time uh, with my family, with my wife, with my kids on the garden, which is surely going to be infested with weeds any day now. Um, <laughs> but I choose to focus my time on, on these people. So I'm, I'm very big on, hey, um, if you want it, I'm going to help you out because I was once that kid um, in that same position who, who wanted something and saw this as a, a way that I can change my life. And I was fortunate enough to, to meet the right people who helped me out. And um, my life has changed um, because of that. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I get to live my perfect life every single day. And, and that's what I want to help others achieve. Mm -hmm. However, 
if you don't want it, I'm not wasting energy trying to convince you because I just don't really care that much. I'm here to help you if you want it. If you don't want it, I, I can care less. I don't need to convince you because it doesn't necessarily benefit me to do so. I mean today, sorry. It's the, it's the quarantine. <laughs> the, the, cabin, the cabin fever's got me angry at the world. <laughs> uh, let's get into positive energy, man. Like, like I've been, uh, well, like this has been my new favorite topic, uh, like uh, energy management, uh, like and mm, specifically yep. like how uh, like we can help each other a lot, like as traders like manage our energy and uh, when we approach the market and we have a high level of energy, we're going to perform better. Um, yeah. uh, like I've been studying as much as I can about energy. Like I I'd love to hear about how you manage your energy throughout the day. You be efficient. You, you, you want to be efficient, deliberate and, and organized with your energy. Um, you want to, you want to surround yourself with people that are going to bring you up. Um, okay. I, I can't tell you, and, and people, and I'm sure you get a lot of comments on social media and emails of people just saying, hey, man, thank you so much. You've helped me. Um, and for a lot of those people, they think it's it's pointless to to tell a coach or a mentor or whatever, thank you, or to share some kind words, just to share a trading story. Like, hey, uh, you know, some guy shared with me the other day, just finished my first quarter of trading and I'm up 50% and something like that. And they think that we don't care. Well, stuff like that is is what gives me more energy um feelings you know, hearing stuff like that or reading comments or just you know seeing responses gives me energy because it, it inspires me and knows that hey like you know my duty is is out here to help people succeed in life that is my that is my legacy when, when i die I, I want people to you know look back and be like man he helped me and then hopefully the person i helped helped someone else and, and they helped someone else and it kind of create that trickle down effect so to hear that you're doing a good job, that you're kind of serving your purpose, um, gives you that energy boost that you may not have. Maybe you're having a down day. We're we're normal as well. We have bad days, and sometimes a quick little you know kind word can kind of spark you up for the moment and 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 push you through. And then now that you're sparked up, you share that with someone else, and you, and you just keep paying it forward. Um, so surrounding yourself with the right people, um, putting yourself in a motivational mindset. I start the day with a daily quote each and every day. Um, many of them come from you, or I try to read something and just that's inspirational, inspiring, or something that makes me think. Um, I've also gotten back into my yoga routine where I'm clearing the mind each morning, oh, yeah. relaxing the body, and namaste, and all that fun stuff. Um, so it's just a management, a, a management issue of, of putting yourself in the right position to feed off the positive and avoid the negative. Mm -hmm. uh I love that, man. And thank you for uh, like taking the quotes too. And actually, uh, congrats on hitting 20K, man. Uh, that, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know what that number means, but I'll, I'll celebrate it. <laughs> you know, big round numbers are, uh, you know, exactly. like, uh, just not like with age, right? Like fives and zeros. Exactly. Exactly. I think I'm, I think I'm hitting a five this year in my age as well. I don't remember how old I actually am, but somewhere i had a so, zero last year oh 20 congrats man next year you can uh, legally drink uh, dude, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so also like uh one of the first things uh, that you mentioned uh too was uh, that you're used to uh an environment where that they're like they're, there's like distractions while you're trading like a kid will pop in the room uh, like you might be in the middle of the trade like yeah. uh, like how do you manage that or a lot like do you have like lots of time like hey like this is going to be my trading time 
please try not to interrupt me, but like, you know, kids don't really understand that. Um, Whereas a lot like, uh, I, I'd love to hear more and like, uh, there, there's a lot of people that are now dealing with that too. And uh, well, what's your, your advice? How do you I, do it? I keep, I, keep a, I keep a baseball on my desk and if he comes and I throw it at him. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's smart, he gets the point. No, I, I, don't, I, I don't do that. Um, although sometimes I want to. Um, it's tough. The, the, the older one understands now when, when the doors are closed, I'm working. Um, when he was younger, he used to barge in because obviously he has, he has no idea. It, it doesn't bother me too much. Again, my, my trading styles, I'm, I'm very predictive in my analysis. So I, I generally, mm. I'm generally, I, I, it's not like very rarely am I waiting by the, the computer like, and I need to be there for like 10 minutes waiting to push the button. I, I typically know when and where and how I'm going to enter well before the trade ever takes place. And even my trades are, are predetermined. So I may have a limit order on there that's just waiting for price to get hit. So it's, it's never really a, a distraction as far as um, kind of messing with my trading. It's, it's more of just a, a, a productivity distraction where, you know, when I get on a roll, like I get on a roll, whether I'm teaching a live class, or whether I'm working on some other type of project, um, I'm the type of person like, uh, you know, we have our, our, our webinar next week or our workshop next week. So I've got to start putting together a presentation. I like to kind of zone out and be by myself, right? I pace the room, I go back and forth, I write a note here, and that can be a little bit of a distraction when he comes in. Um, but I think the best thing to do is, is one, you, you take breaks. That's something I started doing recently. And if you can get them on a schedule, that's perfect. So, you know, he knows my schedule for now. He knows when I start working. He knows that I take a break at, at fairly around the, if I come out of my office to the living room, he knows I'm on a break. So he'll be like, dad, you're on a break. And I'll be like, yeah, I got 10 minutes. And I may set the clock for 10 minutes. And then I try to play with him for 10 minutes. Then after 10 minutes, hug, high five, I go back. I said, I'll see you on next break. So when we have that schedule of those breaks where he knows, hey, dad's coming out. And when dad comes out, we can play for a little bit. And then he'll go back in. He'll come back out and play for a little bit. Um, he's less inclined to come and break in. He's no longer like, I haven't seen daddy in, in you know, three days. Where is he at? He knows mm -hmm. that, you know, small break, small break, we have a long break. So it's just being organized in your scheduling. Um, I've spoken before about a technique called the Pomodoro technique, just as in general for productivity and, and, be, and time management, where you want to take five or 10 minute breaks every 25 or so minutes, because that's just how the brain kind of it goes weird after 25 minutes. Um, so it's a mm -hmm. good little pattern interrupt, a good little refresh. Instead of spending that break um, doing something else, go hug your wife, go uh, spend time with the kids and, and give them just a little bit so they don't, they don't, um, I guess, get caught too much out there that they feel they need to come in and, and disrupt you in your place of work. Mm. That's all great. I, I love that. Like I, I started to to do some of that uh, on my end too. Like it took me a little while to figure that part out. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I particularly like the prep. Like I like the whole part of it. Like, so it, it sounds like if I could deconstruct a, a little bit of it, um, that it starts with, with your prep, right? Like, so you're, you're not in this uh, state where just uh, like, don't interrupt me. Like, it's <laughs> not like, uh, no, like I've already got my, my trading plan and uh, yeah, like it, it, it's there. Like that, that work is already done and I'm just here to, to execute. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I know exactly what I'm going to do well before it ever happens. 
Um, now, every once in a while, I do get caught off guard. Again, the, the teaching distracts me somewhat, especially from the the day trading perspective. Obviously, from the, the, on the day trading, you got to be a little bit more alert than swing trading. Swing trading, I can I can I can set up a trade days in advance on a swing trade. Um, as far as knowing what to look for and what I need to get involved, so that's never an issue. The day trade can get a little bit fast, especially if the markets are moving. Um, so you got to be a little bit on point because things change quickly, but that's where the luxury of, of my day trading hours are only during my teaching hours. So I'm fortunate enough to work with, we have about 30 people that join me live each and every day for my trading. And many of them are very, very highly skilled traders. So I would say about 15 of them, I would trust their word. I've got 15 extra eyes on the market. So in case I get caught up on a rant about something or, or doing a trade review for another trader, I've got people in my ear saying, hey, uh, Dollar Canada, five minute chart, we're getting close to that entry. Oh, okay, let's go back over there. Um, so that's, a, that's a massive help for me because I, I tend to get distracted because I'm so passionate about teaching and, and day trading, honestly, is secondary for me. Um, mm -hmm. I do it because it allows me to run that live trading room environment and show people how what we teach actually applies to the market. Mm -hmm. um, so I always take the learning aspect or the teaching aspect first over that. So having the luxury of having more eyes on the market, having that positive group to surround yourself with, um, it helps with, with missing opportunities. Ah, interesting. All right. Yeah. And then like uh, taking the breaks, uh, like scheduled breaks throughout the day. And then like, uh, that is big. Pomodoro it, technique too. It took me so long to get when, when I'm, I'm a workaholic, um, my whole life, I, I was one of those people that I'm just going to like, even on, in, on, in athletics, right. I wasn't, I, I was good. I wasn't the greatest, but I'm just going to outwork everyone. I'm going to be that person that does the effort play. So in basketball, I wasn't a great shooter. Um, I didn't dribble really good, but I was that effort guy. I played really, really, really good defense. And I was one diving on the ground and stealing balls and blocking shots. And that kept me in the game, right? Coach, you know, I remember one time I quit playing, but I quit basketball and the coach like came to my house. He's like, we need you back. I'm like me. Like I was like a six man off the bench. Like I didn't really score any points. Why do you need me? And that's when he broke it down. It's like, you do all of the dirty stuff that no one else wants to do. Like that guy only wants to score. That guy only wants to shoot. Like you do all the stuff we need, kind of like the glue. And at that point, I kind of accepted my role as like I'm the effort guy. And, and I've been like that my whole life with working. I'm just saying I didn't never thought of myself as the, the smartest or the most intelligent. Um, but I thought I have a motor that can outwork anyone. So when people get tired of working and grinding, I'm going to be there and therefore I shall win. Um, so becoming successful in trading, I, I followed that same path where it's like, I just, you know, I'll spend like 18 hours a day in front of the charts, just learning, just grinding away at it. Um, and when I became successful, I started to think that, Hey, that's what I have to do. And then I got, I got married. And when I had kids, kids was, a, it was a massive game changer. Um, because you know, you guys that have kids, you know, they take up so much time. If you, especially if you want to be a good father, um, or a good mm. mother, you take up a lot of time. And it kind of hit me for a few years, like, how do I manage it? Because I used to have 10 hours a day that I can dedicate to my craft. Now I have like half of that. And it was just, I was stuck in this weird place where I, I was really lost um, because I'm used to the, the same, having the same motor my entire life. And now it's like my time was split in half. So about a two year period of really embarking on a journey of just figuring out myself and how to become more organized and, and be and, and, and execute to the the same level of productivity, but with less time. And, and uh, that was tough. It still is tough. Uh, it still is tough. It's a mental battle as well, yeah. kind of figuring out priorities. That was uh, one that, that 
drove me nuts for, for a long time. I actually like hit a wall uh, a few years back, like uh, within like the first six months of uh, my uh, having my daughter, uh, like the, the idea of being a, like, well, well, what does being a good dad mean to me, right? And at the time it, it was, well, being a good dad means uh, being there like a hundred percent of the time, like morning, noon, night, like, uh, you know, I don't want to miss anything. That was <laughs> the idea that I had in my head. And that like stems back from uh, uh, my own childhood of like, well, what I didn't have, like I wanted to, to give. Yeah. And it, it actually wasn't until uh, I went to uh, a Tony Robbins event that uh, my perspective shifted because well, we started questioning like a lot of different beliefs and so it's just like all right well if you stick with this definition of x right and everybody has their own things that they're dealing with uh, if you stick with your definition of x uh, where does that lead oh well what's totally. that awaken the giant within because oh wow Tony, first wow, book man, my, how first that book, book my like, training I seen the hardcover with that spine like wow <laughs> first first book my trading mentor to, yeah Tony Tony Robbins that was yeah that was big, man. Yeah. Look at that. 1988. Wow. That's something. <laughs> I love that, man. <laughs> uh, like every time we chat, like I, I love you more and more. Like I, I saw you post the other day too, uh, like uh, how trading is like a marathon and like how you, uh, just yeah. like man, uh, like a uh, brother from another mother. Uh, like, geez. <laughs> Oh man, sorry, sorry to distract you, but yeah, yeah, it's that, that's how how did it how did it help you? you? Said you went to Tony Robbins event and that kind of yeah yeah the way I you went, thought. yeah I, so I went to his event and it was just like well where does uh, the my idea of being a good father being like you're always there for her where does that ultimately lead like well it, a spot that it's ultimately going to lead is that I'm not going to have time to do anything else significant with my life like I had this idea too that I want to build this business I want to help traders but if I'm always like uh, with her like a hundred percent of the time for it then like so well what's the definition of a good dad so like I my definition changed of that she needs a dad that she could look up to that's being a role model for her and the, to look at quality of time versus quantity of time mm. and, and that's when I started to set up like okay we're going to have like dedicated blocks of time for you. And like when we're together, like I'm all in on whatever it is uh, that I'm doing, whether I'm spending time with her, whether I'm trading, whether I'm building a course, well, whatever it is, like it's that focused effort versus, you know, like you could have a quantity time, but like, you know, watching, she's watching a show, like uh, I'm on social media, uh, like that. that's not, uh, yeah, like we're in the same room, but is that, time together no that's not that's what uh, i remember reading or listening to gary v um say something about that um because you know gary v is kind of known for being this workaholic where he's like in the office at six and doesn't get home until like you know 10 at night and he was saying yeah. that's not the case and, and people get on this case where it's like well you work too much you don't spend time with your kids i remember him going on saying something similar you said he's like he said most of you don't spend time with your kids either He's like, yeah, you're physically there in the same room, but you're on your phone, you're doing something else. So it's not really quality time. He says one thing, one thing that he does is once he leaves the office and he goes home, like he puts everything down. 
he's like phone goes down computers go down like he blocks off that time this is a two-hour segment with my family no distractions it's purposeful two hours he said you can be spending all Sunday with them thinking you're a good dad but if you're spending all Sunday just watching football or doing something else you're not actually spending two hours with them and that kind of that kind of put things in perspective for me because I I struggle with that as well um, I'm very active on social media so I'm always looking at stuff or, or trying to I'm always thinking of, of ideas and I always want to go right to my cell phone and write it down I got to kind of like I got to work on on that I got to work on just really keeping my cell phone in my office and dedicating that time to my kids and I'm getting there with the the little break thing I'm talking about like later in the day stuff where it's like you know a few hours and at the end of the day so still working on that hmm yeah like it, it, it just having the blocks of time for like it it really works and like one of the things that, that we do too like like I don't like watching a whole lot of television like so we'll like uh, spend times like all right like tonight well uh, well what's today today's thursday i think today is going to be pictionary night yeah like uh, just not like activities uh uh like that you know uh and uh, then uh, like we've got a, another night will be uh, like a board game night then another night that uh, like will be a uh, movie and s'mores night uh, like uh, and uh, it was like a princess themed thing so uh yeah, like daddy's getting dressed up too, not as a princess, <laughs> uh, like as a, uh, you know, like That's good. Hey, That's good. good times. Just yeah, like ways to to engage and be fully present with well, whatever it is that we're doing. But like yeah, like stuff like is just learned uh, like over time and being willing to to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man. That like the I I love the the prep and like the the breaks and all this stuff. Like I feel like we're on a very similar uh, path with all this stuff. Yeah, you got um, you got to got to. That's the only way to survive. <laughs> only way to survive. Um, got to take got to take breathers. Um, and well, I want to start opening uh, up to to questions too. Like uh, we've got well, we've been going strong for about forty minutes. Uh, I want to see if there's any questions that anybody else has, like start putting them in the little Q&A box, start putting them in the chat, uh, and and let's go. Uh, we're here. Uh, you've got uh, two great coaches, uh, at least uh, one great coach here with Akil. <laughs> Let, uh, let's get it done, man. Uh, we're here. We want to help. Uh, any questions about markets, about trading, about uh, adapting to this? Uh, new environment. Uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, how many years uh, uh, are you trading to? Uh, like, me? Uh, my 14th, I think. All right, so we've got about 35 years of a trading experience between uh, the two of us, between. Uh, Myself and Akila, like uh, I'll say that, like, like I've got like ten years of good experience, <laughs> or, yeah. or ten years of profitable experience. <laughs> I'm about the, about the same. Probably got nine, nine-ish, depending on uh, when I when I feel like I think I was profitable, or, or at least allowed myself to call myself consistently profitable. Probably about mm. nine, two thousand nine-ish, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Probably two thousand nine, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I'll get somewhere in between there. Mm. 
So working on nine years, it, yeah. Yeah, you've seen some gnarly markets too. Has there been uh, like, uh, when you first started, like uh, you said that you saw uh, similar to this. So that's like like around the housing crash. Yeah, that's, that's when I got, that's when I first got started. I, it's, it's so valuable now. Um, when I first got started, I, you know, I had no idea what the markets would be like. So I just assumed they were always going to be like this. Um, I didn't really pay attention to the markets at all and growing up or anything like that. So I just assumed that's the way they were. And then things drastically changed. And that was kind of a slap in the face where it's like, hey, you have to be able to adapt because the conditions in which I was trading in, in 2008, 2009, those areas, 2010, was completely different. We just weren't seeing that same type of movement. So you had to be a little bit more skilled to take advantage of it. Um, and, and what I was doing wasn't working the same way it used to work. So I really had to go back and that's kind of when I, I like to say I'm motivated by fear of failure. I'm motivated that some that someday I'll wake up and I lost my skill and it won't work. So that's what encourages me to keep growing each and every day. Um, but it's so cool now because you know many people are panicking in, in these type of markets and, and there's fear, there's panic, there's, there's all this greed happening as well. Um, I am actually very, 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 very comfortable because I've seen this before. Like I've seen this, we all know that markets are cyclical. I've seen this book before, right? I've seen this movie before. I know it, I don't know exactly how it happens, but I've, I've seen this same type of, of situ, a similar situation. Um, so I'm very confident in, in what to do and, and, and how to do it coming out of it. Now, again, that's not okay. in any type of arrogant way saying like, I know the future. I don't, but it gives me a level of comfort knowing that, Hey, I've played this level before and this is going to be similar. Um, which has me actually very, very, very excited. I just talked to my wife the other day. I'm like, Hey, do we have, uh, we have accounts for both of the kids or just the, just the oldest one. Cause it's time to start. Hmm. It's time. It's time to start flushing some money into the markets. Um, not saying today, but in, in, in general for the next couple of years. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, longer term. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, yeah, you're getting, you're you're walking into a store that that has a fire sale. That's that's how it's going to be for for longer term investors. Um, the problem is many people are going to start purchasing after that sale is over, and be late to the party. Um, yeah, I mean, not not super late in a negative way, but now is the time to start really honing those skills, learning what to look for, how to look for it, so that you can take advantage of it when that turnaround does happen. Right, right. Yeah, and to that uh, same point, too, uh, like, some people will, like, for this whole uh, bull market that we had, uh, a lot of buy the dippers, uh, like, buy the dip is not uh, uh, a strategy that you want to be doing in this kind of environment. Uh, like, it, yeah, like, because, like, I bought the dip, and it dipped some more, and I bought that yeah. dip, and it dipped some more, and, well, like, now I, I'm out of stuff to dip <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're. That's when those fad kind of terms come back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and people people will get burnt. I mean, look, you hate to say it, like stupid traders will do stupid things in any type of market conditions. Man, stupid traders will find a way to lose money when the market's going up, when the market's going down. Like there, there are always going to be dumb people that do dumb things, and um, I don't want to say you need them, but yeah, they're there. Um, so you've got, you got to be smart, smart. You got to be educated in what you do. Um, and, and this is where I'm, I'm happy that my experience from years ago, 10 years ago is now coming back where it's like, I know how to deal with these times. Same thing as like when the volatility got sucked out of the market. Um, there's a massive loss in volatility in I think it was like 2014. 
And that was the first time where I was like, ooh, what do I do? This is weird. How do I trade? And it took me a while to adjust. I did make some adjustments after like six months, just to give you guys a time frame of how long it takes to kind of figure things out. Um, about mm. six months, I made an adjustment. Um, and then earlier, it had to be last year, when something very similar happened, again, it was like, wait a minute, deja vu, I've seen this before. Last time we made this adjustment, this is what helps you survive and thrive. Let's make that adjustment again. And boom, it, it worked It worked again. You know, Again, took took half the year, but I was able to rally in the second half of the year and really save myself instead of um, trading something that just wasn't working to my liking. So, so let me ask you this, uh, like uh, in this environment, uh, like uh, you, you have some more confidence having gone through something similar in the past. Does that give you confidence to start betting heavier when you do see a setup like, or, or like uh, it's, uh, well, all right. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, if any, I've, I've become more conservative. Mm. So it's not a, it gives me confidence, not that I'm going to destroy the market and make all the money, right? I, I do not know what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis. Mm. Um, if I if I did, I would bet everything. I'd mortgage the house. I'd sell the kids. I'd promise the next firstborn everything if I knew it was going to happen, right? I don't. It gives me confidence in the sense of I'm not afraid. And we mm. know that trading is a psychological game. It's psychological warfare where you the, the, the market typically beats traders before they ever take a trade because they're they're either greedy um, or they're afraid to do something. When they're afraid, they, 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 read, they misread the markets, they don't take opportunities, they take profits early, they move stops back, all the mistakes that typically kill traders, right? And they look back in hindsight and like, oh man, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Those fears don't exist with me. Um, and not that they did anyway, I'm pretty strong psychologically for the most part. Um, but I don't have those fears of like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen, panic mode. So there's no panic, I'm not, I guess, I think Brett uh, Steenbarger said it best. There's a massive difference between stress and distress, where we're always stressed. I think we're always stressed in life to, to a point. And stress isn't negative because stress causes growth. But in the markets, we're always dealing with a certain level of stress because we're putting money onto a table and we don't know if it's going to come back. Um, mm. Obviously, we're smart in managing our risk. Um, if you're like me, I, I assume that once I place a bet, all that money's going to be gone. I just always think worst case scenario but it's stressful to be in a position where you you put a trade on and now it's like it's out of your hands you don't have control over it that the market does and, and that's that's a stressful situation think about it like um when you get to the point where you got to teach your daughter how to drive a car and it's time mm. for you to get out of the car and let her drive it's like oh no like this is <laughs> you you trust yourself but it's out of your hands um de-stress is is when people are panicking that's when that stress gets to a level where they don't know what to do. They haven't seen the story before, and now it's causing a very specific reaction. So instead of being in a state where I'm worried about um, distress, where I'm, I'm panicking and, and I'm reacting based off of the news and all that's happening, I'm in a normal state of stress where I understand that I can control what I can control, but there's no need to panic. And part of that is because I have the confidence of seeing this play out before and knowing that I was able to get through it and actually strive. So. It's not an overconfidence thing. Um, it's just a, mm. it's it's more of a it's it's kind of I I, I know the I kind of know where the book is headed um, as I'm mm. going through it. So I don't need I don't, there's no fear. I guess you can say. Um, no, that that makes uh, a lot of sense. It definitely makes uh, a lot of sense, and it's uh, it's great perspective too. 
Right, and uh, like all the traders uh, that I've been speaking to uh, that have years of experience, uh, like like yourself, uh, like uh, Mike Webster a couple of weeks ago, uh, like Jim Ropel, uh, like uh, about a month ago, like yeah, like people are like excited, yeah, uh, like seeing uh, seeing this because uh, like it's gonna open up all the opportunities. It's just a matter of uh, like like now is the time to to study. Right to like start to uh, like getting ready and not like jumping the gun to you know uh, like just because you you think that you caught the bottom. That now is the time to prepare. I, I just did a podcast the other day where it's like this could be a blessing in disguise, and I've gotten so many emails from traders who are like, "Man, I've been interested in trading for a while. I just never had the time to learn. Um, now I'm working from home. I got all these extra hours. So guess what I'm doing." Um, so I think I think it's a blessing in disguise. It's gonna it's gonna give time. It's gonna open up time for people to prepare and, and hone their skills. And when the time is right, they're gonna be able to use it, and, and they're gonna have a they're gonna be a step ahead of everyone else. Um, everyone uh-huh. else is gonna be paying catch up. They're gonna be they're gonna be ready to take advantage of it when when things turn around. Because um, we all know it's a win. We yeah. all know it's a win. If you look at you could look at a historical price chart of all the all the recessions and drops and, and crashes in market history. And just look what happens afterwards. It's amazing. Um, it needs to happen in a way. It sucked that it happened this way, but it need, corrections need to happen. That's, that's what part of a healthy market. Uh, I actually think that we're going to see a lot more traders uh, like uh, in the relatively near future, more people like approaching, like looking for alternate ways to make an income. Right, yep. uh, like everybody's quarantined. Uh, like the job market is changing. Working from home and working remotely is, uh, you know, uh, like going to gain a lot more steam. Yeah, it, it's. I, I can go on this subject forever. I'm going to try and be as short as possible because it is. <laughs> it's proof that I'm a little bit biased. We're in the best business in the world. Um, we don't have a brick and mortar location that we need to go to. We are. We, we have a, a business that can, and when I say business trading, it creates time freedom. Like you said, you have to, we can schedule our breaks. We can, we can make our own schedule, play with our kids and, and spend time with our wives and, and pick up hobbies. Um, it's mobile as well. We, we, don't, we, we're not, we don't have to be set to any particular place. We need an internet connection and a laptop. Some people just need a phone. And we can do what we do. There's no startup cost to doing it, right? There's no employees we need to hire. It's it's simply a business that started off of a skill. And yes, there is a a a, a monetary and a time investment. I guess it doesn't have to be a monetary. Well, there is. You're either gonna you're either gonna spend money getting educated or spend money losing it in the market. So there is a, a monetary hmm. perspective um, and a time perspective. Obviously, time to make mistakes and learn um, that, that element to it. But aside from that, I mean, what else do you need as far as any other businesses out there? And what happens is people, people the entire life are, are stuck inside this comfort zone of, you know, 90% of people are in this comfort zone of, you know, go to college, get a nice safe job and, and do what you're supposed to do, the generic, you know, be a good productive person of the labor force. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but this is proof right now that that nice safe job you had, nothing is safe. And I feel for people that are getting laid off. I've got friends and family members that have been laid off, so I don't mean this in any type of disrespectful way where it's like, ha-ha, you should have been a trader. Like, no, not at all. But it does kind of unveil the curtain where it's like, you're not as safe as you thought. 
you're not as safe as you thought. One of the reasons I got into trading is entrepreneurship in general, whether it's trading or real estate is because one, I didn't want any ceiling on what I could potentially earn, right? I didn't, I didn't want a boss to tell me, hey, you can only earn this much. And after that, boom, you're done. Like, no, I want to earn as much as I deserve to earn. And, and I can do that right. in trading. The better trader I become, the more I will make, right? It's like, like just like a commission-based job, I guess. And two, as far as uh, the floor goes, I didn't want anyone in control of my floor, right? So I didn't want, I didn't want anyone, an uh, uh, in, in employer saying, okay, we don't need you anymore. Pull the rug from beneath me and, and, mm. and now I'm nowhere. And I, I had that before growing up where I've been fired from jobs and it's like, you know, it wasn't a big deal, but it's like, man, like, it can happen this quick and then what? Like, I don't have another usable skill. <laughs> so it's like, mm. you know, this is it. So, I mean, that's the benefit, it, the, the safety net in, 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 I know it seems unsafe, but the safety net is you. If you bet on yourself and you have confidence in yourself, it's, the only question is, am I going to fail? Am I willing to do everything that I possibly can not to fail? And if your mindset, like, I'm not going to fail at anything. So, like, that's my mm -hmm. mindset right now. That's my safety net because I know I'm not going to fail. I'm going to find a way somehow. Um, I'd much rather have that as being my floor than relying on someone else to make a decision on my livelihood. I, I'm just not comfortable doing that. So it's just ironic yeah. that all these safe jobs and all the people telling you you should be safe are now kind of looking at things from a different perspective and asking mm -hmm. the question, how safe was I really? Because the ones that are really safe are the ones at the top doing the hiring. And even some of them aren't safe. But the yeah. workers at the bottom, if they don't consider you a valuable worker, valuable enough to keep you on during times like this, and I understand it's hard from all levels, um, it, how safe are we really? Uh, it's, it's interesting. And how important is that self-belief? And how do you acquire and grow that self-belief? It's, it's massive. I think it, it comes, it's a lot of, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a believer. I can only speak for myself. Um, I'm, I'm a believer that everything in life just molds you to be a certain way. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, they downplay. I, I talk a lot about sports because sports and training, you know, it is running. Like those are skills you learn. We, we can talk about marathons, for example, and people think, oh, why would you run a marathon? It, it's, you know, it hurts your body. It's not even about the actual race. Like it, it's, it's the journey to the race. If people don't understand, like when you're training for a marathon, obviously you have to run a lot, right? You have mm -hmm. to be self-dedicated to get up and run a lot. Eventually mm -hmm. you have to run a long distance to prepare for it, right? And it hurts. Mm -hmm. You're going to have good runs, but you're going to have bad runs where it's like every step hurts and you have to will yourself through it. You also <laughs> have to have confidence that you're not going to die in the middle of the race and you're going to make it through. But there's so many skills that are taught during that journey of, of just like, self-motivation, inspiration, and, and again, this is where community comes in, right? It's a lot easier if you have a running partner than just yourself, right? It's a lot easier if you have a pack of people to run with because now you could be having a bad day, but you don't want to be the one that, that falls off the pack because it's kind of a positive peer pressure. So I think all the skills that we learn during life, and it could be anything from a little kid to being in athletics to being in you know, a, a band for working at a, um, an auto shop, whatever it is, um, you got to take those skills to trust yourself, believe in yourself, and just bet on yourself. And, and I, again, I, I don't know if that's something you're born with or it's taught, um, but I believe that we are kind of products of our environment. Um, and that could be both in a negative or, or positive way. We, we are given these skills. We have to, we have to figure out 
how to kind of nurture them and grow them. And then when it's time, take action on them and, and, and use them in a positive way. That kind of goes circles all the way back to one of the first things that, that you said too uh, at the beginning of this, how important the environment is. So if, the, if we're crafted by our environment, then we should consciously uh, work to improve our environment. And the, not just uh, like the four walls, but the people around us too. Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, if, if that's if that's your energy, I mean, if, if you think about the people surrounding you as the ones that are giving you energy, the idea should be to, to create as much energy as possible. So keep putting your keep surrounding yourself with more people like that, and keep eliminating the people that don't give you that energy. I mean, it's just if someone's draining energy from from you, just get rid of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably in a more polite way than than that, but yeah, that, that's right. Surround yourself that's a with bad trade. Just cut it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. surround yourself with people. Put your, put yourself in situations where challenge yourself, where you, where you, where you will grow. Um, mm -hmm. Put yourself in situations. I like being the dumbest person in the room um, because I know I'm going to learn something, and I, I don't. My my ego doesn't stand in the way of of doing that. I'm not the type of person. I know more than you. It's like, hey guys, look, you guys are experts. I'm an idiot. You talk, I'm going to take notes um, and, and, and being willing to do that, being teachable, um, having a, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm the same. Like, I, I love being, yeah, I, if I'm going to have people around, like, I, I want to learn. Like, I, that's why I have uh, experts like you on the show. Like, I'm like, like have like a whole thing full of notes right here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Need to go back and rewatch and, and learn some more. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and that that should be the goal every day. Try to get a little bit better. I appreciate you, man. I <laughs> appreciate it, man. Same here. Same here. Um, any uh, any parting thoughts? Uh, like, uh, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time. We've been going at it for for about an hour already. Time flies when you're having fun. Indeed, it does. Um, no, I, I would just say, t take this, look at this time as a blessing. Um, look at this time instead of, instead of looking at it as a negative where it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm unfortunately, hopefully you haven't been laid off, but you're at home. You can't go to work. You can't do the normal things you would do. Um, it opens up time to do something else and just ask yourself, what am I going to do with that time and do something positive with it? Doesn't, doesn't matter if it's trading, it could be reading a book. It could be maybe you had a hobby that you're thinking about turning into a business, um, a YouTube channel you want to grow, doing reviews of coffee. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is, but this is a part you, you have nothing better to do. That's how I promoted this thing. I said, look, you've got nothing better to do than come watch me and Mike talk. All right. You have nothing better to do, but start pursuing those dreams. And this is the perfect time to do it because there's nothing else you can do. Right. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. There's no risk to it. If it fails, then ooh, big deal. Um, so I would say that just use this as an excuse to pursue your dreams um, because you you may not get another time in your life that is unique like this um, where you're limited by distractions you're limited by makeable excuses there there are no real excuses if you're, if you're like most of us you've been told to stay home and do not leave um, so do something positive instead of just watching Netflix all day I love it though Tiger King is pretty pretty interesting I don't want to say good but interesting. Oh, it's yeah don't yeah don't no don't don't watch it don't don't get it's weird <laughs> but it, it, you can't take your eyes away from it so uh, yeah no better yeah. not to get started on, no, 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 yeah, on yes, that yeah. then yeah <laughs> so 
I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank, yeah thanks for being here, man. Like, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, like, so much great wisdom in this. Uh, like, I can't wait to go back, watch the replay, take more notes, uh, and, like, come up with the transcripts, too. Uh, like, I'm actually thinking of turning all of these shows into a book. Mm. That's yeah, a good and, idea. Yeah, kind of a lot like uh, Jack Schwager style. Mm-hmm. That, that's a right? good idea. Yeah, and thankfully, uh, my wife is an author, so she's going <laughs> to help me out with that. Perfect. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind if I ever if I ever decide to do my book, which I don't think will ever happen. So don't ask me about it. But I'll keep that. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Be in touch, man. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah, thanks again. Enjoy the rest of your day. Stay well. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. All right. Yeah, thank you guys as well. I appreciate it.